Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 99. Greetings, everyone. I hope you are doing well. Now, before we start, I need your help. Can you spare five minutes to leave a review about the podcast on our iTunes page? And can you like and share the podcast details with your friends and other interested people? Just doing these two things would help me tremendously to get the word out about the podcast out into the wider social media world, which would make the podcast more visible to many more people. Can you help me with this? All you need to do is to press pause on your podcast Go across to our iTunes page. You'll find the links for the iTunes page at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this actual episode. Just click the iTunes link, go across to the page and leave a review. Then come back and continue listening to this week's episode. That's all it is. I'll be waiting for you when you return. Now, I hope you're making every moment count in your own best interests and those of your family and loved ones. Things feel so uncertain at the moment and the only response to that is to push on with your plans to take more control over your life. And in the spirit of supporting you with that action, I'm going to look at that product that you have running around in your head. In the last episode, we looked at the book you have running around in your head. This week, we're looking at the product that perhaps you've always wanted to push on with and do something with. You remember that product. It's that knitting product business or that crystal jewellery business or that candle making business, or that salt making business. It's that cake making business, or that food delivery business, or that colourful sock and tie business, or that hair and skincare business, or that greeting cards business. And what I want to do is to look at some of the key steps you would be taking if you plucked up the courage to take action on the freedom plans running around in your head, no matter how imperfect that action might be. None of us are going to get a perfect time to do this. So what we look for is progress and not perfection. So this week, let's look at the key steps you would need to take to set up a merchandising business. And the reason why a merchandising business is running around in my head will become clear as we go through this episode. Now, you may not know it, but merchandise for all areas of business and community and the workplace continues to be a growth market. Why? 
because the black business sector continues to grow. And as that sector continues to grow, there is always a need to purchase merchandise to support an event or to add to a giveaway or to enhance a business offer. But when we try and get the kind of imagery that would make our merchandise pop, this is where we run into difficulties. There's plenty of pens, badges, bookmarks, tote bags, coasters, stickers and all the other kinds of merchandise you can get. But I've never found that merchandise creating company that would be the first that would come to my mind if I wanted to buy merchandise at the start of the year like I wanted to this year but didn't buy because I wasn't happy with what was out there. You know what I mean. If you're thinking about buying merchandise from a high street provider, there are a few big players and I've tried them and received really poor customer service in the past. There are lots of smaller online providers, but again, there is nothing special about what they offer that could not be provided by a black business that really understands the cultural needs of black customers. There's nothing I hate more than to need a stock of merchandise and then to realise that I then have to get into that long search thing to try and find the one that can capture the black aesthetic. And what generally tends to happen is that if I can't find it but I need the merchandise, then I have to settle for what's out there. And this is where you might come in. We are yet to break into that market in a way that makes one of our companies the go-to company for black merchandise. And if this is you, and you've had this product plan running around in your head, then this is your podcast episode. So to get a merchandising company off the ground, there are some key areas you need to look at. These are the genre of designs you will specialise in, whether you or someone else will create the images that will go onto your merchandise, the range of merchandise you can provide, where to source your final products from, meaning will you produce the products yourself or will you produce via a merchandising company and what inventory will you stock, your costings, where you will sell your merchandise and finally how you will let your customers know that you're open for business. So let's start at the beginning and look at the genre of designs that you could specialise in. The kinds of designs black people like with merchandise are generally things like African and Caribbean flags, African symbols, shapes of African and Caribbean countries, images of black adults and children, portrait black art, and Pan-African and Rastafari art and imagery. Now don't forget that you're also in business to make money and that means that you also have to be able to provide the standard boring stuff but perhaps you would be able to provide it with a twist to get the attention of the general population. And of course, you may decide to only deal with the general population in your business and there will be nothing wrong with this angle either. Added to this has to be your ability to be able to provide commissioned merchandise opportunities to all of your customers, which sounds really posh, 
but it's really just about allowing black businesses, families and individuals or anybody else to upload their own designs onto standard merchandise products that you provide. Don't be put off by this, even if it sounds overwhelming now, because it's not. If you take time to organise your range of designs, this is an area you can easily have covered. Secondly, you also need to look at the range of products, sometimes called inventory, that you would need to stock so your customers have something to customise. This will very much depend on how much you have to invest in purchasing your startup stock. But the key here is to have a range that is broad enough to attract the interests of your audience and gradually grow your side hustle from there. You also have the opportunity to include merchandising fit for branding that other merchandising companies are not likely to stock. Things like bandanas, face cloths or flannels and handkerchiefs, all of which are customisable all day long for people looking for that special or different thing to give as a gift or to add to their business giveaways. I mean, being able to buy every member of my family a customised face cloth for our family reunion would have been epic and much better than giving everyone a pen. So take some time here to think about your designs and the inventory you will offer. Because if you can narrow down your market and then specialise in standing out with quality designs and customer service, I guarantee you, you will stand out in the market. And both these factors are a great basis from which to grow your business. The next area to look at is whether you or someone else will do your designs onto the inventory. That means putting your designs onto your cups, coasters, flannels and other items. You also have to think about whether you will host the platform your customers will make their orders from or are you going to use someone else's equipment? In some cases, you can license your access to a platform or you can order wholly from a platform on behalf of the designs your customers have requested through you. And your customers would think you are wholly creating their designs. Then there's always room for you to create your own platform and also allow others to commission platform space from you to enable them to pursue their own merchandising aspirations. If you're someone who's been thinking about setting up a merchandising side hustle, these kinds of questions will always be in your mind's eye as you think about how to make a start here. Some people who venture into the merchandising business start small by buying equipment to produce things like mugs, coasters, placemats, bookmarks and t-shirts and have then grown their business from there. Some have never moved on from there, but there is definitely room in the market for someone who is passionate about this type of business. And if that's you, then I would sit up and take notice. The fourth area you need to look at is your costings across every area of your business so that you know what your break even costs are. Your break-even costs being how much you spend on producing that one item 
and how much you need to sell that item for in order to break even. So that when you know that break even figure, you know that everything above that figure is profit. If you're a follower of the podcast, then episodes 97 and 98 will help you with this because the principle and the method of finding your daily living costs can be used to find the product cost for each of the products you are selling. It's really important that you know these costs because knowing how much it costs to produce each item will help you assess the overall costs of running your side hustle. Also, to get a full picture of your costings, you need to include all the equipment you need to purchase to run your side hustle, plus the materials you need to purchase to produce your inventory designs, things like paints, adhesives, solvents, printers, inks, cutting machines, engraving machines and software. How much equipment and materials you need to turn over your orders and to make profit will depend on how big your initial startup is. But whatever the case, you need to factor in these costs into your overall costs and then filter those figures down so you get as close to the cost of producing a mug or a bandana or a pen or a notebook, for example, because you need to ensure you cover all your business costs and make profit. Because after all, that's why we're in business. And once you know those figures, you need to have those figures in mind as you develop and grow your business. The fifth thing you need to think about is where you will sell your branded merchandise. In between producing designs for your customers, you should also be producing your own branded products, which you will need to sell to create another form of income for yourself. Two key selling spaces you should look at are Etsy and eBay. You've heard me talk about them before. Both sites require you to set up your own seller's account, after which you'll be able to sell your merchandise online. Now, it might shock you, but there is no established black merchandiser on Etsy. I've searched and I searched again in preparation for putting this podcast episode together. And whilst I could find people selling cultural cups, cultural journals and even flag bandanas, these are all being sold as separate items with different sellers. And there isn't a service that allows you to purchase any of these as a set, for example, or that allows customers to create their own designs and then have them put onto your inventory. Your inventory being the cups or the plates or the bandanas or the coasters or the bookmarks. There is nothing online that allows you to purchase branded products as promotional items that support black businesses to promote their businesses and their brands to their customers. Now, I'm not saying that we can't get these from other suppliers. We can. But as I've said, sometimes some of the cultural nuances are lost in translation when we go there. And for me, when I'm giving something out to my audience, I want it to be right. As we see more and more black businesses setting up across the UK and other Western countries, the need for specialised merchandise is only going to grow. And this creates space 
for black side hustles to meet the demand. Research conducted about the effectiveness of branded merchandise found that 50.5% of people who received promotional items were likely to remember those brands and to use the promotional item for a longer period of time, which also kept the business in the minds of that audience for much longer than usual. But we don't have this as an effective service for black side hustles and black businesses in the UK. Businesses and side hustles can get this kind of product, but as I've said, it's generally bought from businesses that don't really care about black businesses and don't have insight into how a product should look and feel to a black customer after it's been branded. But let's say you had a merchandising business and you used something like one of the big carnivals in Leeds or London to create some merchandise samples about your company to give away or to sell, along with giving people your business card with a special introductory rate for purchases made within a spending limit and a time frame. Let's say 25% off all orders over £100. Plus you've given them some free merchandise. This would be a great way to get your side hustle or your business into the minds of an audience and out into the community and wider spaces. Upwards of 2 million people go to these carnivals, Leeds and London. It's a fabulous way to make contact with people and to introduce them to your thing. And this leads me on to the final point about how you would let your customers know you are there to provide this service. Part of that has already been answered in the previous point about giving your own branded business products to passers-by because by doing this, this would act as a really good business card in the minds of your customer. The same research mentioned earlier, which was conducted by the BPMA, that research found that 60% of people had a positive reaction when they were given promotional merchandise. And this reaction still stands as the most effective way of keeping your product, program or service in the minds of your potential customers. And so that is a great selling line when you're looking for business from other black businesses and the wider general population. Now to get the best value out of any freebie giveaways, I would give out my branded products in return for people's emails letting people know that having their emails would help them to keep in touch with any new products and special offers which they would get first via your email. This usually works well because if your branded products which you're giving away for free are really good quality and striking at that common understanding in your audience, then giving you their email should follow easily especially if the products you're giving away add value to your audience in the setting they are in. That's why Western Union give away bandanas, whistles and sweatbands at carnivals. Western Union 
fully understand that everyone wants the freebies to use them at carnival and giving those freebies away and knowing that even after carnival those freebies are still there to be used well that helps to keep western union uppermost in the minds of people when they're thinking about making a money transfer other ways to let your customers know you are there are things like setting up Instagram and Facebook pages because both allow you to post up to the minute information about your merchandise inside Hustle as well as new designs and new inventory that you're adding to your brand. And remember, any new inventory can be branded by your customers also and your Instagram would show them this. Instagram, for example, is a great place for you to brand a piece of merchandise as a sample and then post the pictures as a way of attracting interest online. And then that interest could be cultivated using a link in your Instagram bio that encourages people to go to your Instagram shop or your Facebook shop or your website shop or your Etsy shop or your eBay shop where they can see further samples and purchase directly from your shop. Some of the best branded products people like to receive are things like bandanas, flannels, handkerchiefs. But black people will also enjoy things like key rings with flags in them, mugs, t-shirts and tote bags. And when you're thinking about these as promotional items, think about where you're going to sell these items or to give items away and set aside a budget that you're willing to spend in order to advertise your side hustle or small business. Right now, I know several businesses, including my own, who are looking for branded merchandise. For me, I've delayed purchasing, waiting for a side hustle or a business to pop up in the Black Owned Economy Facebook pages. But thus far, I haven't seen anything that I can get with. What I find is that in this area, it's really difficult to spend with a plat business. So my question is, can you change that? Is this something you have always wanted to do? Or is this an area of business you can get with or you know someone who can get with it? If it is, drop me a message in my Facebook page and we can go from there. I want to end this week's episode with a quote from Wilfred Emmanuel Jones, one of the first recognised black farmers in the UK. Wilfred says, never ever chase money. You should chase success because with success, money follows. And I firmly believe this. If you can be successful at following your dreams of launching your own promotional merchandising business, money will surely follow your success because all this genre of business needs is for someone to be consistent and have a passion for working in this area. I hope that's you.
You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha, and for this week, I'm out.